Oh, I went to Disneyland again yesterday. Good. How was that? It was fun. I realized that my big takeaway from yesterday was that the Incredibles roller coaster is the most perfectly Disneyland ride because it's the only one where you're on a ride and a family of five is screaming in your ear the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Wait, what's the ride? I don't. Know. It's, a, it's the it's the old the old roller coaster, but now the Incredibles are upset about their baby. But yeah. which <laughs> which roller coaster? Uh, it used the to be Mickey one. The, the yeah. There used to be like Paris. I don't even fucking know, man. Yeah, but Pixar Pier used to be this thing called like the um, the Midway or something like that, sure. where it's like designed after Coney Island, nineteen twenties. Yeah, where there's like a ro- wooden roller coaster and there's a big Ferris wheel. Right. Um, and, and now they've just totally switched. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I almost feel. I feel like I kind of miss the era of Disneyland where it wasn't all properties. Yes. Well, I you mean, know. Yeah. Yeah. My, Goodbye. Sorry. My favorite part of of Disneyland is like Main Street, where it's like, ah, oh, in many ways, I'm a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. What's Main Street? Is Did Main Street going to be something? Main now? Street is still watch, the same. I think. Watch a couple old movies. It's like mm-hmm. we paid a hundred dollars for these tickets. <laughs> I love Main Street because it's like you're in an RPG. And yeah. NPCs come up to you and they they yeah. give you quests. <laughs> it is funny the, the the progression of walking down Main Street to then when you get because it's like it starts and there's like ah the old museum you come on in and learn about Abraham Lincoln. A president, and then right. like you just walk a little bit further, and it's like you need to kill these. You, if you don't kill other people, they will kill you. On this ride. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Star Wars. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Shit. It Welcome is, to space murder. It, it is very funny how uh, we we did see the Star Wars. I was also at Disneyland just completely separately yes. yesterday. Uh, when we went to the new Star Wars land, and it's very fun and family friendly. Uh, to be like oppressed by a police force. Stormtroopers coming out and they're like they're like pointing at you. They got their guns and like yeah. Kelly's laughing. I'm like, this is probably dark. dark. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's almost this like we're is being definitely like conditioning us into something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. We're believe, boiling like, the frogs. Slow. I don't believe. Look, I, here's I'll meet you in the middle. I don't believe we're being conditioned. I think that we have been conditioned, and that certain bad actors are just kind of going, oh, okay, well, I guess mm-hmm. we could just do. Well, we could we'll just introduce this. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's good to monetize the boot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta put some ads on the side of the boot. <laughs> oh Good. yeah, anybody want boot on a stick? <laughs> sure. Fuck. It is. Yeah, stuff. there should be a little boot mascot for the the coming um, fascist state. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's Kids, how you roll it's it. It's booty. It's licky. Yeah, licky. I was gonna <laughs> say licky. It is. Star Wars Land is. I'm. I. I can't get over it. It occurred to me yesterday when we were there that the, because they've said explicitly that it is like canon that like when you're there on Batu, it's it has like happened in star wars mm-hmm. that seems I'm very reckless what <laughs> to like excuse because me that just now means every single i mean Every time I've p- I've pissed I in Star yeah, Wars, I shit right. in I, I, and I it was shit. canon. What does that fucking canon mean? It's Star canon. That means that if someone like passes out from heat stroke and dies, they're like update the wiki. Sure. <laughs> 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 Why does it have to? Be? I don't understand. Why does it, like, are we? Is that how sick we've gotten that we have to be told? Just it's like just enjoy the Star the fake mm-hmm, Star Wars sure. thing. I don't Not, like that canon is like an established thing. Everyone knows what it means. We literally <laughs> talked about that last no. week, where it's like you're just a normal man with a family. Why right. do you care what, what is canon, real in yeah. Star? Wars? Wars. I like that we've also crossed the threshold of like arguing about what is canon, and some guy just like walks in the room and is like, "I'm canon." I'm canon. <laughs> <laughs> just changes the no, entire conversation. Like your baby I'm is also born. canon. Yeah. Yeah. Your baby is born, and the doctor's like, "Congratulations, your child is canon." Yeah. <laughs> I like to um, I like to talk about everything um before I quit drinking as the old timeline. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I reboot it. 
<laughs> so it's Brendan Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now yeah. someone's like, hey, aren't you that guy who got his dick out at that party? Like, oh, I'm no, like, no, no, no. oh, that's actually Legends. That, yeah. was, <laughs> that, was, that was Flashpoint, Brendan. Yeah, it's volume one. We're on a volume three at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I could talk please. about Disneyland forever because I think it's this, like, it freaks me out to even think about it. I don't yeah. go there. Mm-hmm. I, I do not go there. It's what wow. is it? Yeah. It's what is it? It's the simulacrum. Is that how do you say sure. that word? God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Something about it just freaks me. I'm just like I don't want. I'm paying premium prices to be in a fake city. <laughs> I'm serious. That's strange. Yeah. Nick, that's described L.A. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> well, yeah, but at least the at least the. That's true. Damn. <laughs> I guess yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I guess Disneyland. No, Disneyland's weird. Don't talk me out of Disneyland being well, look, weird. I, I think Disneyland is just like a weird, idealized version of just society. Just well, like what it, if society it, it, yeah. was kind and nice. It is. Well, but that's why we were talking about this in the group chat. That was why. Did you guys see that fight that happened in Disneyland? We like, went there yesterday to take pictures. <laughs> I wanted to be where it was. Oh. It's in front of Goofy's house. Which <laughs> <laughs> is very funny. Yeah, man. I just, I can't wait for like, cause that's going to keep, I kind of want that to keep happening until Disneyland just becomes like a dead mall. Where, sure, do you know well, what I mean? Have you guys ever like lived yeah. in a town that's had like a mall that just like went Are you going to go on your mall thing again? No, I mean, well, look, I love <laughs> I loved it. I want in what I would want more than anything is yeah. 15 years from now, Dan Bell just walking around a completely empty <laughs> Disneyland. Yeah. Like, wow. This you know what you would love, you got Nick, a is um, yeah. the Fallout 4 DLC where yeah. you go to the nuked out Disneyland. Is that in Fallout? I'll play fucking Fallout 4 to yeah. go to dead Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a I'm pretty sure you could start a, a new save a and just game. go right to I mean, yeah, it's not it's not good overall, but I mm-hmm. think you would enjoy that aspect of it. I like places I where it. people used to be and they aren't anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you went from like Disney, it's weird, it's kind of a creepy like pain to be in a town to like I hope a nuclear weapon yeah. is dropped upon but, it. But I'll go it there would, when it dies. It would be because that would be more normal to me. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't like that would make more sense to me. I always was yeah. creeped and out. Then like, you'll you'll live up in Walt's house with his frozen head and a sure. rifle. That is there is there is morning. Walt's apartment in Disneyland, yeah. which is like a fam- like above the the. Mm-hmm. the Firehouse where he would just stay there. He just had an apartment there, and there's a yeah. light on, and the light would be on when Walt was there. Now it's always on, which is terrifying. I, like, yeah, you, yeah. Really, you really break it down. Well, there. now they've they've added that on in that part of the park. If you listen, you can hear like Goofy taking a shower or something. Right? What? And it's a, what? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you will a nude Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> What? We're all just if taking I a second. Lay, if I lay down and let the water fall on my balls, <laughs> why are we doing theater of the mind shit with the with the cartoons in their private moments? He's like gargling. It's the alleyway when you're going to like where you get your phones charged. Wait a minute. This this takes place in an alley in a dark alley. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you if you well, where else is you Goofy going to shower? Is that, that's, that's when he climaxes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta wash off my sins from what I did. <laughs> Brennan, I also like that, like, you're not quite doing Goofy's oh, voice. Oh, yeah, just barely. Yeah, just barely. It's just sort of like a more gentle Brendan. <laughs> I, want, I want to do, I don't, I don't think I do pictures like, don't feel so bad, Goof. This is just what guys do. <laughs> Lick the ass, Goof. <laughs> Here we go. And it all comes full circle. There we go. Uh, anyway, it's fuck. always been about Pete and Goofy having sex in a shared shower. Yeah, it's what it's always. This whole show has been leading up to that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what we should do is start our own. Like you know how in like the seventies, um, there were the like the pirate uh, cartoonists who like because 
that was one of the times that uh, Mickey Mouse was about to enter uh, public domain and then Congress extended sure. copyright, which they'll do forever. Yes. Okay. Um, people in protest would make like X-rated uh, Disney cartoons and publish them and like... Uh, so we should do that with a park. Sure. We should create our own pirate <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> Just like an X-rated park yeah. version of Disneyland. <laughs> it's, it's Disneyland and Westworld. It's Space Mountain, but a, <laughs> you can fucking... Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Have you ever wanted to fuck a chipmunk? <laughs> Gorge. <laughs> it's Goofy for yeah, some Goofy reason. visits yeah. as well. Yeah. Goofy from Disneyland proper visits <laughs> yes. the, the Westworld. Listen, yeah. Maxie, mm-hmm. sometimes men just need a release. <laughs> There's walk- a darkness in all of us. <laughs> so you, ba- you walk past a window and Donald Duck is just in a chair with a bag over his head. <laughs> well, no, Donald's release is that he finally gets to put on pants. Yeah. Like, that's the salacious thing that yeah. he does. Well, Donald He's is like for the first Donald time. is like the the lady from the saloon who like gets smart and like rallies everyone, you know. Yeah. I, I was gonna go with Scrooge McDuck and the dancing hippo in that like the scene from The Shining where like he looks. Up. <laughs> Wait, who's blo- oh Scrooge McDuck's the one getting blown? Oh, yes, by the hippo from Fantasia. Max yeah. just covers his eyes. <laughs> To Reasonable Beef. Hey. My name's Tim Kish. I'm here with my guy. It's me, Dom. And who's who's joining us today? Coward Hour's here. Nick. Coward Hour. Nick and Brendan. Nick and Brendan. The Coward latest, Hour. the Hard Times Podcast Network's yes. latest yes. show. We are ascending. The Coward Hour. <laughs> We've been... <laughs> You've been chosen. <laughs> We've monetized being stupid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, corporate chose you, so congratulations. Yeah. You guys are going to the level 83. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really cool. I can't wait to become I a hope... Scientologist out of this. <laughs> yeah. If this doesn't get me some fucking Z News or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you, no, that's you, a Disney that's, movie. That's what their newsletter is it's, called, the Z News. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Scientologist, yeah. Z New Girl of the 21st century. Oh, okay, that's also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that is Disney. Uh-huh. Do you I remember bet, the thing in the I third one? I bet if you joined Scientology and told them this, they would laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you, there was a thing in, it wasn't in Xenon the sequel, it was in Z3. Yeah. Do you remember there was a thing where they're like, all right, and when Xenon airs, watch out, because we've hidden Zs all over the set of this movie, and try to spot them at home. And then you watch the movie, the, it's just, there are Zs plastered, <laughs> ruining the sets, some would say. <laughs> Absolutely Come get in bed, looking. honey. How? They're like training kids to look for Illuminati symbols later on. Oh, it's like here's the easier version for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, I just that was for you guys. I just want to dip that in you. So welcome mm-hmm. to the show, Carrot Hour. I, uh, we've had I think both of you on the show separately yes. before. Possibly. Yep. Cool. Welcome. We did once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> Pardon? Once upon a time in Hollywood. I was I I was calling it Once Upon a Time in La La Land, and I had to like <laughs> force myself to stop. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. It's mm-hmm. a, I mean, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good title. And yeah. uh, I th- I like this movie. I like it too. It's I Quentin like Tarantino's it, yeah. movie. It's the ninth movie. Wingle right? Tangle Tongo. And I think we talked about this in the bonus with the he's gonna stop at ten. We don't know what ten's gonna be. It might be Star Trek. It might be something original. Whatever. If it's Star Trek, it's gonna be fucking nuts. Sure, but I mean, <laughs> if, if this was his last movie. Um, that would have been fine. You know what I mean? It, it, it's such a note that's like uh, celebrating everything that Hollywood is. It's never even critical about it. I mean, in some ways it is, but it's so lovingly critical mm. that it doesn't have much to say about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
It's it's for this one is firmly for him. Like there are a lot of this is for the boys. This is really and the boys being Quentin Tarantino. Because there are a lot of people calling it. I like the movie. There are a lot of reviews that were hailing it. They're like it's his most mature movie to date, and I don't think that that's true. I think that this is him Mm. like unabashedly being a little boy. Yeah, making the thing doing making the things that he likes, (laughs) and I like those things too. So like I'm like yeah with it. I would agree from the way that he introduced it at the screening I went to. He came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, I, I went to the arc light and he came out like surprised before the beginning. and he made a big sweaty speech <laughs> he was real drunk <laughs> he was real drunk and he came out with like a big blue cocktail <laughs> what kind of alcohol is that sure i don't know it was like glowing it was, blue it was from batu <laughs> yeah. he had just been over to disneyland yeah, yeah. this is a mana potion <laughs> <laughs> and he came out and he was just like all amped uh <laughs> he's like i just watched hateful eight on the big screen and god it blew my mind he's talking about it like it wasn't his movie yeah. <laughs> he's like god it was so good <laughs> it ruled and then he um he just like sat down and watched the movie with us which kind of had the energy of like when your friend is showing you like the new sketch oh, they made oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> so, so it's like certain parts where there's a joke it's like oh we, we better all laugh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, but also, I was I, he wasn't at my screening. But man, all the jo- the jokes, you know? land, yeah. that would be if he if he was just covert, like in a mustache and hat, like at mm-hmm. every screening, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> uh, but I, dude, the audience was really into mm-hmm. it, like applauding, Mine laughing. Too. Yeah, yeah, felt too. great. Mine you too. went, you saw it at the ArcLight, right? So the seventy millimeter, yeah, in the yeah. dome. So when they showed the dome on the screen, did everyone? Everyone, clap? dude, we I we it stood up. It was yeah. fucking great. <laughs> it's so cool. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> the room could fall silent. Dumb. <laughs> I I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to put this. Okay. Mm-hmm. T- truly. So I don't know how this is gonna come out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I I find myself with Quentin specifically being hesitant when I enjoy what he's doing because I think who he's making it for isn't me. Mm-hmm. And I think that sure. who he is, and I don't think it's you really either. I think that, or rather I should say who f- who gravitates towards his stuff. I'm being very weird and generalizing right mm-hmm. now. But there's a, I sometimes worry that his gleeful energy and like violence for the glee of cinema's sake mm-hmm. and being glossy about old Hollywood f- is being digested by people who don't quite recognize the irony or the, yeah. the, the that he is looking at it through a certain lens and not in necessarily a the true Wolf of Wall lens. Street problem. It's the, the Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street, Street sure. problem. Sure, I, I agree totally with understand. You. And so I so stuff like I don't know. I I I don't mean to be this voice in it either. And I'm. I think it just. I'm, I unfortunately might be on this mm-hmm. this episode, but mm-hmm. like. I just think that he inspires in energy in sometimes the wrong people. And I just, that's just been my experience in like filmy circles. And I think it's always weird because I'm never in a million years trying to like even argue with what kind of filmmaker he is. I think he's, you could be stupid to say that he wasn't good at what he does. Like Mm -hmm. he's extremely good. I think this movie is the clear mark of someone who's very good at movies <laughs> like he every scene every moment like you're just it's just so confident everything was so yeah. there's so little happening a there's lot of so times, little happening and you're, just, 
enjoying the moment. Yeah, it's really, and really it's cool. fascinating. And I do think that there's certain people who would not be on board for hanging out with this in this uh, the way that this movie is. I don't think that it's for everyone to just sit around with Leonardo DiCaprio on set. You know, like, but I I don't know. Do am I making sense of what I'm circling? No, in on? I, like, I hear you. He gives me pause with even even the making the Manson kids funny. Yeah, w- like gives me a. I think it's funny. Like I like I'm mm-hmm. like okay, this is interesting. I like an alt history thing. Like yeah. I like how the movie ends, but it worries me about how how it's taken. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, do you kind of see what I, I'm I hear circling you have to on? I don't. Well, yeah. What what about <laughs> it troubles you so much? Because like I, I understand the idea that just like maybe this southern guy, this rich southern guy, saying he's fucking hippies and then killing them all brutally and then nothing out. Like you know, like yeah, he's welcomed into heaven basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah the less. gates open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, and, and, I, and God, Roman Polanski saves him. <laughs> right. See, that's a yeah. whole other thing. Of like, <laughs> hey, listen, if th- that didn't happen, he wouldn't have. Oh no, I think the implication is that he. I think the funny implication about the Roman Polanski thing is when Steve McQueen oh, says, says that he will he says, fuck up. Yeah, he'll fuck up and then she'll go back to Jay. Right. Which, and it's clear that they're, I don't know, that was how I took that. I think a lot of the Roman Polanski stuff is that look, he's just here because he was there. I don't, right. I'm, not, he's, I'm not really trying to say anything about Roman Polanski or what mm-hmm. he did or did not do. And he doesn't what, even have what, any lines. No, what he did. Like, it he, is uh, nice. You know, what he right, did. well, absolutely, what he, sure absolutely what he did. Right, sure. <laughs> yeah. And what he did, regardless. Um, he, I don't even think he has any lines. Like anytime he's he on screen, talk. he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. like kind of like under his voice <laughs> and the thing is not catching or the mic's not catching. Simlish. Yeah, it is. She's a good bagage. As a gargan in Oopal. Where is he from? Oh, he's, what is he, foreign? He's from the computer. I did think it was funny that they dressed Roman Polanski like Austin Powers. That was pretty good. No, but but to to double back to it, the texture of what he did, but like I do think that it's just because it is that gleeful, clearly all history thing of like these people were scumbags. They were virulent racists that were trying to incite a race war. And however you feel about capitalists or like you know the hyper rich who live in the Hollywood Hills, what happened to Sharon Tate was a crime. It was a terrible thing. So it's like it's kind of doing a very similar thing to. Um, Inglorious Bastards, where it's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna do a gleeful historical and revenge it, thing, just for just just because it's funny and fun to do. And so. the revenge felt good. Like you yeah. did kind of have yeah, this like, feeling of like, yeah, fuck, fuck those fucking, fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah, you felt that yeah. sequence well, cheering at the end. Yeah, it was yeah. so exciting. Holly was. I've never seen her laughing so hard. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Her head back and laughed when the girl got hit in the face with. the Oh can. yeah, that was. Oh, it's that was so funny. It, that sequence. It because like. Uh, I don't know if this is one of his best movies. That sequence is definitely one of the best things he's ever shot. Sure. It's, oh yeah, I, like I was Plus, like Brad oh. Pitt is just this fucking hot, super capable, cool dude. It, well, it is so like it is such a movie and so like knowingly a movie in that moment that I, I find it so fun. There's I, a theme on the Caradar episodes that I want to come back to for both Caradar movies. Now the lesson of the movie is taking LSD will turn you into your most perfect self and enable you to destroy <laughs> your enemies <laughs> and to save history. I mean, yeah. What's it, Mandy? Mandy. And then dude, this. yeah, yeah, fucking. Yeah. It's just take that with you guys. Listen I want to that. walk back like slightly because I think that I'm worried that what I'm saying is coming off that I think like audiences are stupid. And it's not what I mean. I just Some I've seen enough. I, I can't even say audiences. I can't even say people in general. I'm saying I maybe even walk back saying that generally people who gravitate towards Quentin Tarantino movies. I think that's kind of a stupid thing to say. Like. I've seen though people take him wrong. Sure. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And right. and it when 
and it's not, I'm not then saying, I think we've made a point before where movies have a responsibility and blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that in this case, it's like he has a responsibility to change anything this isn't about Death Wish or anything. N- it's no. not Eli Roth, like, no, just being horrible. No, but I do think it, like, I don't know. I think that there's an attitude in there that I think him as a person, he kind of weirds me out just as a dude. Well, oh. like the 16 year old girl's feet up on the dash. Oh, for yes. Like a lot of yes. The feet so. in this movie are <laughs> pornographic. They're on the glass like titties. Yeah. That was like, and I know that be the headline of this episode <laughs> really, really quick. This is the one thing I'll say. Like it was very respectful to Sharon Tate's memory. Like I think that it, it was handled very well, except for the part where she put her big stinky, dirty feet right into the camera. Yeah. That was yeah. the only time where I was like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That was the only time I was like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of that. I mean, there was a lot of what are you doing, and even the like, even that scene, like you can just feel a, a, a strange man. And I'm saying strange. I'm probably even being generous <laughs> when I say that. So but like, he's a strange. strange no, guy. I'm not saying that strange is too harsh. I'm saying I'm probably being a little like nice. Yeah, like, yeah. just a he's just a weirdo, you know, yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. But you can feel his energy in the like, you know, him seeing himself in this cool Brad Pitt character yeah, being yeah. like i ain't going to I, jail for a 16 year old you know no poontang yeah I, I didn't see that i don't as know him inserting that. himself I, look, yeah. I, i've heard other people say that and i don't buy it I think, not fucking a teenager in the 70s was like the most noble thing <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true because <laughs> it was like a it was like a ticket they gave yeah. <laughs> but yeah um i i do i guess i just want to say i do think it's fair though and I don't I, like he's he's uh, we should talk about this a little bit because mm-hmm. I do want to make sense of it, f- maybe even just for my own self of like why I feel this thing where I can't necessarily the feet thinks creepy, but are we over it? Like, yeah, like um, at, like at this point, I think it's just like a, a hallmark of his. And yeah. now is it is he being funny? Like, I, I think, can't tell I think if so. now I think he's, he's like, I think, I think he's, now he's being also, funny. About there's it. like never any real nudity in his movies. Sure. Like you never uh, I think Jackie Brown, maybe, but yeah. Yeah. You hardly there, ever see like tits or asses in his movies. It's like in right. terms of in terms of the male gaze, like all right, if you're gonna have your feet shots, and there's typically one or two, it's like it's not it's not the worst. It's yeah, not yeah. the worst, it's but weird, I will say to devil advocate the shot, myself. The, shot of the girls at like the girl's back arched ass in front of the camera yes. out of focus with Brad Pitt yeah. in the car. You can feel that. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you can feel sure. him doing but, those and things. And there right. is the very, very sensual shot of her leaning back with her armpit and the Oh sure, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was that was just that for may you. have uh-huh. just been for me. <laughs> that was but. just for Brendan. <laughs> sure. I just think that's a thing where even the feet idea, and I like to speak to just a thing that I'm uh, trying to learn is like that does run that weird risk of like, God, even a ba- even women's bare feet is like being stared at as like, oh hell yeah, honey. Sure. Like, well, do you know what I'm saying? For some people, in this like uns like, right. God damn, can nothing just be? Fine, but like, can there be can there be no sexuality in movies at all? Like no, that's not what I mean. Yeah, that's not sure. what I mean either. But but that's also a, that doesn't make any sense to argue because it's not what anyone's arguing against. Yeah, no I, one's saying there can't be sexuality in movies. People are saying though that as we've said, you can feel the energy behind certain things and the intention behind certain mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And as with as you said, like the male gaze thing, that is. Your the Sharon Tate's inherently, big stinky toes. male gaze doesn't mean <laughs> really are it murder victim right. Sharon Tate's big stinky toes. Yeah, it's, it's probably. I would say that that image is the second worst thing that was done to Sharon Tate <laughs> in terms of bad things that happened to Sharon Tate. 
That's funny. <laughs> look, I, I do think, um, yeah, I, I think you can look into it. I do think that, you know, you, they sexualize Brad Pitt a little bit in they this, do, where he takes his shirt yeah. off and he's looking really hot I on top I know, of the but roof. this is, let's just, I'm going to try and be the voice of this on the Quentin Tarantino episode, uh-huh. okay? Not the same thing and never has been and never will be. It's just not. We like that's just like a fact is of it? like it isn't. Everybody always brings that up as that's the that's the counterpoint to like, yeah, but Brad Pitt was his has his shirt off and it's like, yeah, but that's never one time in history been the, maybe not tr- totally true in history, yeah. but like that's never been the same. Why not? Yeah, I, you I'm tell curious. I'm not I didn't make history. I didn't sure. write the the course of the world so far, but I'm that's just the about, truth. Like uh, in in this movie in particular though, I just feel that um yeah, I mean you're absolutely but right. Here's you're the absolutely thing. right. Like he's the submissive, the the submissive sexual, right. like the male gaze is definitely on the women, even when he's looking like tough and rough and tumble. But like that's that. the he's see like the cool. thing is of Brad Pitt. Yeah, there's a difference between we're gonna show you this shot of him because you want to fuck him, as opposed to we're gonna show you this shot of him because we want you to like like project onto him. I don't know. I heard a lot of women hooting and hollering, which is good. That's screen. fine and great. <laughs> Listen, uh, what, this is. I, no, I keep feeling like every getting, time I'm not mad. when Nobody's I'm making mad. the arguments, mad. like the complete opposite end of the spectrum mm-hmm. is what the argument ends up being, mm-hmm. and it's never what I'm saying. I'm not saying that like it. Brad Pitt isn't. It's not sexy, like or like a, the male uh-huh. body isn't like a sexual image well, in look, any I don't, sense. I don't but think like, anybody would call you crazy to say that the gaze in this is absolutely male. Oh, it's and fully. like even even when you're throwing the, that piece of me to the audience with Brad Pitt. Anytime you show the woman, they're, they're looking super sexy and they're, they're shot in a certain way that's like, I, I do see what you mean. But I, I think yeah. like at, at a certain point, it's this is Quentin Tarantino as a filmmaker. Um, I, I think that he has a male gaze because he is now, a male. That's, and he and gazes that's another big point to like even, wh- where's that eyes? line? Because I think that's also a fair thing to me. Right. I'm talking about an artist. He likes women yeah he and he like, likes sure. feet and like yeah. he's an artist and if those women say that yeah you can like, show yeah, if they're, like <laughs> you see my feet sure yeah sure i'll put yeah. my feet like right in front of the camera right. you know, like um, millions of dollars yeah like, i mean like, like during the production they're like all right so should the woman be topless in this shot gross yeah. her feet in there. <laughs> <laughs> throw a sweater on her and sure. take those shoes off <laughs> <laughs> do you have a turtleneck because yeah. <laughs> i want no escape no possible yeah. That's but I'm I'm trying to make mm-hmm. the I also understand the nuance of like it, it's a movie and it's art and it's a filmmaker and like people are allowed their perspectives and their uh, their wants and mm-hmm. like this is but that's why everybody's talking about it right now because like what the fuck's the line exactly and when's it creepy and when's it not and when's it I think sure. a lot of people went into this movie like with a notebook being like all right what am I going to complain about <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel that yeah which is not the right way to ever digest sure. anything I think in the pantheon of offensive. Uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino movies. I think this is kind of lower on the list. Agreed. But that, but that being said, like we are in an era of just intense scrutiny on this kind of shit. And even like nobody's qu- like canceling Quentin Tarantino. Like nobody's yeah. trying to say tear this movie down. Sure. <laughs> the, yeah. un- the, uncancelable. the uncancelable QT. Dude, honestly, <laughs> there are YouTube videos that should have sunk Quentin Tarantino if they didn't air on MTV once in 1993. You know have, what I mean? Have you seen? Oh, I mean, I think I sent Dom a really funny uh, quote from a book that I was reading about him for his stance on a. A certain word and why he should be allowed to say it right yeah but, yeah but have you have you ever seen <laughs> honorary brother uh, <laughs> Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> jesus um yeah there's there's a million things that that he that he that he said in the past that are not gonna fly and i'm yeah. not trying to like <laughs> how either. many think pieces do you think were like already written um like why quentin tarantino needs to stop putting the n-word in movies and then they went and saw the movie and they're like 
fuck, scrap it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess he doesn't he use didn't do it. the N-word. Not at all. Yeah. Which uh, makes me now, think, <laughs> he's got to double down on the next, in Star Trek. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not even going to mean that, though, because it's like yeah, space. Yeah. So he's yeah. just <laughs> arbitrarily going to name like yeah. a, a certain like, in like, like a rock or exactly a, a greeting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. At a certain point, you watch the movie, you feel all the feelings you feel in the movie, and then you have to come out and put it in the context of the real world and what who Quentin Tarantino <laughs> is as a man. Because um, I had such like a fun time with this movie, and, and yeah. it's so oh, deftly fun. made. Yeah. And like I, I don't really think what it has to say is... I, I don't know how serious it is. It just seems to be like it's patting itself on the back about old Hollywood. and, and I mean, it, it's saying stuff about modern Hollywood, obviously. Like, there's... Um, even in the casting, like... Every supporting character in this movie is some up and comer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. a Austin Butler or Elle Fanning that or wild. Um, no, no, that uh, was that was Dakota. Dakota. That wasn't Elle. Oh, that was, sure, sure. Like Dakota yeah. Fanning, whatever. Like these are all people that are the next generation of Hollywood talking to Leo DiCaprio, who is like you know mm -hmm. probably the aforementioned uh, yeah. or not on his way out. And if, if no, but not even if on his way out, but just like he's the guy for, uh, who's right. at the top right now. If anyone was the insert for Tarantino, I think it was. Um, is Rick Dalton, especially yeah. with all the interviews he's been doing, grappling with like, do I still have it? Should I keep making movies? Right. Right. Well, that's what I I kind of liked that if this movie it is, I do think this is his most personal movie. And he, there's literally, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I, it's just, just in mind. There's literally a monologue where he says, when he's in his 20s, he had a certain spark and it just seemed to happen, and he didn't know how. And now he's in his late 30s. Yeah. Obviously, he's not in his late 30s I, now. But. but I like, I even love, and that's kind of why I like the end of the movie, the last 15 minutes so much, because the whole movie is clearly like this, obviously like meta, like is like, am I? Do I still have a place in this town? Am I a little mm -hmm. bit past my prime? But then that end of the movie is him being like, ah, fuck it, I still got to be me. You know yeah. what I mean, like that. Yeah. That and like You're I right. felt that so, like, yeah. I don't know, man. I that's it made that's me really it's happy. Super interesting. Was I? Am I being too like no, no I don't harsh about it or something? Look, this is the, I see all many your lenses that you look at art through, and and there's not one that's well. I mean, some are more important than others. I'm also just trying because here's the other but, thing. There's there's an energy around uh, boys on a podcast talking about a Quentin Tarantino movie, of course. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to like. Speak to things that I don't know. Sure, I just that's try not going to occur to us maybe without thinking about without like specific. trying. We to call like, this the coward hour factor. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you may, I, we forget our morals and we just <laughs> turns into Lord of the Flies. Um, but I, so here's I will say though, this is <laughs> after I've said all that. Sure. This is probably my favorite Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Now, and I say that because, like, in the same way, I think we talked about the reason I watched Mad Men mm -hmm. is probably the reason why, as I became aware that I had been there for two hours and there was still forty-five minutes left, mm -hmm. I was like, "Go on, sure," <laughs> like, because I was like just so ready to texture. watch the drinks clink and yeah. smoke as many cigarettes and mm -hmm. talk about your next. Picture, Dumb, you yeah. know? Do you know how happy it, it's just junk food for me yeah. to hear Al Pacino oh. and Leonardo DiCaprio talking about Sergio Corbucci? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I was, did you? I was <laughs> as soon like, as the spaghetti was like, not shit. all. Yeah. I couldn't fuck. I, I was do, like, Mwah. he's also so weird. I couldn't fuck. I, was, <laughs> I just stopped believing. I stopped <laughs> fucking in the theater. I say, there's there's a difference between uh, somehow Quentin has has continued as much as he's maybe worrying about does he still have that energy. I I think he's maybe it's because he takes enough of a break in between each one or whatever it is. I still feel the same energy and I still feel the same like him getting away with shit 
Mm-hmm. Not in like a nasty way, but in like a rules of story structure way. And like oh, totally, the fact yeah. that halfway through the movie, we have a narrator and then never again. Yeah, well, like, you know, in the like, beginning. It's right, it right in the beginning for a second. And then we have a whole extended narrator part. Mm-hmm. And then we're done with that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's and my the favorite. narrator is also a character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who? Yeah, who's Kurt Russell? It was Kurt Russell's voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very Dude, that's, strange. That's my favorite shit about Inglorious. I talk about this all the time. The way Inglorious Bastards like subverts what you expect the structure of it to be. How only Hugo Stieglitz gets an introduction. Sam Jackson narrates it once in the third act. Like, right. there's these weird cutaways that you think is like establishing a thing that's going to, and then it's and just I a would, one off. Damn, it's I, fucking art, man. I don't read it's enough cool. about him to know why he does that like because because is it that because i think there's a, there could be a negative way you could look at it he, if you oh. wanted to look at it in a sense of like oh he's trying to be weird or he's trying to do something weird no, or is it like it's usually he, always referential to something old to an exploitation it's, like, film it, yes it's usually I see. like maybe a specific reference that he's just like oh and then we put that thing from uh i, I don't know like uh, the fighting Jews in this one. I'm just trying to think yeah. of like an exploitation movie from like the 70s. <laughs> the fighting Jews. Almost sure. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest, Tim. I'm almost certain that's it was not, not one. Anyway, whatever. No, no, it's famous. No, but uh, there's 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 a lot yeah. of like anti-Nazi that's exploitation. Your, you're getting shit it confused out of the with your spec. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. That's true. It's about the the all Jewish college football team. <laughs> the really Jews. making it. Wasn't that yeah. the pilot for Seinfeld? Sure. <laughs> I actually think that's what they're they're gonna rename the Redskins. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fine. <laughs> we listened. <laughs> okay. Shit. Um, Jesus, I don't even remember what you were saying. You were talking uh, references to exploitation movies, right? So like, it's yeah. usually something specific, and he'll just go off and sort of a. Um, it's like a tangent, I guess you would call it. Just like sort of a. a it's almost just ADHD. Like oh, we're oh fuck yeah. it, and then we did. Do we do this, and then we're gonna snap back. And that's why I'm. Saying, I think it's fun Which, when, when recontextualized, much like sampling, becomes just like this unique, weird hallmark of his. Well, that's a very. But in reality, it's it. something a specific reference to a specific thing that. That he has seen huh. before. He, that yeah, you have not. He, sampling he, is he's cool. Like a that's sampler. A cool yeah, comp. yeah. That's uh, people have. Uh, I've heard that comparison before. He's, that's why he thinks he's the hip hop filmmaker. That's why he, <laughs> that's really, that's yeah. why he <laughs> thinks he's getting away with it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hip hop filmmaker. Let me be clear. I do not advocate Quentin Tarantino saying that word, and I think it's a terrible thing that he does. What about his character? I think it's. I I think that that is also very weird. No, because especially in Pulp Fiction Fiction is extremely weird. And I think it's extremely weird that he's never like really addressed that. What is that scene in Pulp Fiction? That scene in Pulp Fiction is him saying the N word like sixteen times to Sam Jackson's face, and then he's like, "You have to clean this guy before my wife comes home." And then his wife comes home, and she's black, and you're like, "What?" Okay. What are we doing? Sure. What yeah. are you doing? It is funny so too. Weird. I like that he's just like the, the the idea too that he did he was in no other part of the movie, and then he basically just like saunters from around camera. He gets out of his chair in a robe, <laughs> yeah. coffee, with coffee, <laughs> stands in the kitchen and just fires off sixteen yeah. n words. He didn't know they were rolling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Jeez. I had this yeah, incredible idea of breaking the f- by putting BTS footage directly into the movie. <laughs> Why are they putting pictures of the, the Korean boy band in the movie? <laughs> God damn it. Come yeah. on now. Yep. I will say every time someone says BTS, I'm like, behind the scenes? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The boy band? Isn't that what you're supposed to say? Be- oh, no. Is Are they actually a big band right now? Yes, they're, yeah, huge. they're huge. I don't they're fucking know monstrous, anything. Monstrous, monstrous Korean boy band. I don't make it my business to know about Korean boys. Yeah. Let's talk mm-hmm. about um, That's, uh, one of your great um, attributes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Something I really liked about yeah, you. Yeah, when I describe you to people, I say, Nick, 
He doesn't mind himself with Korean. He, boy. he keeps his nose out <laughs> of the Korean boy business. I'm gonna turn this ship <laughs> a little to the side. Can I here. shake your hand, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the. Uh... <laughs> Tim's done with this. This is going to be like a 12 minute. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> let's talk about. Uh, we've, we've gotten around, we've talked about it in a couple ways, but the mm. ending, the like changing history thing. Sure. I somehow got it into my head. I hadn't seen a lot of promotional material about this, but I had somehow gotten the impression that what was going to happen in the movie in more of an on purpose way was that Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. And this is probably cause I'm like, I think more in a probably shitty studio movie way mm-hmm. where it's like more one, two, three beats, but like they're, they're, they're burnt out. And then they decide instead of being the on screen heroes that they're going to try to actually do something that they think is happening and stop something bad from happening. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to on purpose stop the Manson people. And mm-hmm. so I like re and like the shot of him, which apparently was just him from the, on the show where he, he sits up out of the hay yeah. and fires a shotgun like that in the trailers is like a movie. Uh, they don't have a filter million, on it. Right. Yeah. There's no filter. So you're like, Whoa, that's very interesting, which I, th- I found very interesting. The way they cut it There's, just throughout the whole thing. I'm going to loop back around to that for a second. But like, so when it happened at the end, I was very like, I felt very satisfied that they were actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And I thought for a minute, I know that the, the, the beating the shit out of them scene was fun. It was like a hair too intense for my little sensibility. Sure. Sometimes I'm like, Oh no, it's gross. <laughs> but, but it very satisfying. But I thought he was going to stop them by just yelling at them to go away. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, is that how they do it? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he, just, hey. he comes outside with a pitcher of margaritas and says, get the fuck off of my property, yeah. you dirty hippies. Hey, stop. Stop doing cult. Yeah. Stop, stop being Manson. Stop get out of here. a cult. Yeah. Sure. And Go just, to school. I got weirdly ver- Ethan Hawke's daughter out of nowhere in like a tiny bit part. She was just in yeah. Stranger Things. 3. Oh yeah, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. And how, wait, how? Where does she? Oh, she drives away. Right, she yeah. leaves yeah. them, which was funny. But again, weird. I was a little nervous. That was another thing with him where I was like, ooh, like responsibility wise, or like making something seem too cool with like the group of them, like walking up the streets with their knives. Yeah. I was like, uh oh. Let's not. No, let's but no, let's be careful. Look, yeah, it's they're supposed pure, to look insidious. That yeah. whole last sequence is shot like a fucking Italian horror movie. Like the knife glinting, it looks so. I, like, I know that it's not supposed to look cool. I understand it looks that. So cool. I understand that, and that's. Listen, I can. I feel fine about digesting it that way. Of like, that's because he's being. Yeah. He's. It's a move. He's. If any of any filmmaker, he probably is like one of the few still making stuff where he's like. Movie! It's a fucking movie. Look at the shot. <laughs> and I and think it's that's, big. that's why I for, in my mind that's why I forgives it because I'm so I'm on your boat a lot when we talk about this of of the responsibility of like oh that's like a weird message that you're putting out there with no irony and like no kind of buffer. But I think right. that there's enough of like a, a aesthetic buffer here that makes I it think seem I yeah. so like you know it's 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 cartoonish. I see that for sure. I, I was so happy. Like the joy that I felt when the dog did not die. Yes. Mm-hmm. So look, yeah. in fact, yeah, in fact, the dog goes and gets safe, and they make yes. it a point yeah, to tell yeah. you that. Don't you love and and fucking Cliff doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, great. I got. I felt so happy when they show him not dead. Yeah, me too. It is. So what are you talking about? It it's had just, a very happy ending. It has a very happy ending. Like yeah. a fucking once upon a time. Like yeah. You know? Compared to like Hateful Eight, where like 
all the people you love die. Yeah. yeah. This one's just the bad people who die. I will say, when this was coming out, I had a super weird feeling about, like, wait, so the main, third main character is actual actress Sharon Tate, like murder victim Sharon Tate. Like, I think I said it on this yeah, show before. Yeah. I'm like, that just seems so strange. But in this, it makes perfect sense. And like, she's I, so, like, she's so likable. She, oh, she, yeah. her performance scene? is so endearing as, like... She really like, doesn't yeah. say much. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think that she works... It, it I doesn't think detract. Cool that she... Um, Look, I, I see that because I remember when this was first coming out, there was like the the feminist argument of like, why don't you say anything? Like, why doesn't Sharon Tate really have any lines? Quentin Tarantino said like, that's an asinine question. I'm not going to answer that. That like made headlines a couple weeks ago. Um, but I, I do think that the purpose that she serves for the movie is to show you perspective of so, a starlet who's like rocketing, who's like mm-hmm. on her way up. You know, it's Dalton who's on his way down. Like they're too juxtaposition. And she's really only there for that. And I, and I think that that is so uh, actually respectful to the person Sharon Tate by not putting a shitload of words in her mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, but totally. not like giving her this weird narrative <sighs> and just kind of be yeah. like, here's her as a, as like what her starlet life would be like. Here's what she did leading up to. Maybe she did all that shit, like saw herself in the movie. I don't know enough about the, I don't know like either. the lead up to the Manson yeah. murders, but the, you know, it's just kind of her day to day. That sequence, I will say the se- with the exception of the feet, the sequence of her watching the wrecking crew in the theater in the mm-hmm. middle of the day is I mean like I was getting really emotional watching it. It's 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 such a beautifully done like it might be one of the best things he's ever directed. That that sequence in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I don't know man like this that and also the part in the third act where all the lights like you see the lights come up on the El Coyote and the fucking and the arc mm-hmm. light yeah. and the Taco Bell. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I do love this city." Yeah. Like yeah. what this Stupid city represents for people who who get out of where they're from. <laughs> it it really hit me in a big way. Yeah, but. I felt so uplifted when I left the theater and I was just driving home and I was it was one of my uh moments where I'm doing like an unhinged monologue about how things are about to turn right. around. Right. Just one of those. Yeah, yeah, you know. We all Or I mean you could call it prayer or whatever you want to call it. But like an unhinged you're, monologue. You're, uh, you're speaking your intentions aloud. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love going to church, Did kneeling you? Yeah. and Delivering an unhinged yeah. monologue. Just doing a tight 10. <laughs> Dear Lord, please provide me with the strength and will to obliterate any, <laughs> any enemy. Any, any hippies who trespass upon my property. <laughs> no, it was just, it was so fun leaving the theater and being like, fuck yeah, I live here. Sure. Like, I'm, yes. I'm not in Pennsylvania. Well, this I, rules. Kelly was expressing something very similar of like what it, what it means to see a movie in LA, especially movies about LA in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that like everyone here in some way or another, is tapped into that vein, that energy. Maybe you know someone who works in the industry. Maybe you work in the industry, especially here in Burbank. It's And this is something like of extremely relatable to the audience of this podcast, so I, I apologize. But it is one of these things where like you can feel the energy of everyone in the theater getting it. At least yes. like at least somewhat like maybe not loving it, maybe not you know mm-hmm. having a wonderful time, but there's I, I very rarely just hear like, or see puzzled faces in a theater in the in in Burbank. Yeah, um, I just wanted. I just think that that's cool. Just like to piggyback on your thing of, of mm-hmm. what it means to to live here, uh, and that energy is like an undeniable thing. And it's yeah. probably why Quentin Tarantino shows up to his and his it's also like screenings. Mm-hmm. He's he's, which is fun. It's funny that as I, as I'm saying, you know, I I have hesitance about certain things that he's putting out and like just i don't know and his his viewpoint on things it's funny that like he is though simultaneously doing so much a thing that i very much appreciate and very much find admirable which is like he's not showing a deep dark corner like he's trying to just be like 
the glitz and glamour thing and 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 just remember why that's fun sure. and exciting and that you it's it's totally okay to have a glossy outlook sometimes and to you know what i mean and to just try try to see the more beautiful things in somewhere that a lot of the times gets you know sure. the stories that are told are I mean, and I mean, you can make the, you can make a point of, pers- of of perspective and privilege because obviously, like, that's a great right. perspective from Quentin Tarantino, right? right a famous film, film right, director, right. And, and yeah. And Although I will say, he grew, he did grow up pretty fucking poor to a single mother, like in Los Angeles. So he's seen, and that's also like, I think there's an, an interesting intersection with his films because he is so well versed in in all the mm-hmm. like cinema. He's seen it all. That like his movies are very like there. It's the marriage of like glitz and glamour of like big Hollywood movies mm-hmm. with the like grime of exploitation. Which is like why I find him so appealing, and it's like it's I it's like his movies hit such interesting quadrant. Like they they can resonate. They they might turn off people, but I feel like there's always something in a Quentin Tarantino movie that will hit with someone, sure. even mm-hmm. if the rest of it doesn't work. Yeah, I I, I think I. Agree it is with that, funny yeah. how how like dad movie a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies are. Oh, like for they, sure. That he can just. That I mean, he. I say he isn't. This isn't mm. even my father. Like, I, it's just like this, <laughs> this, this quintessential boomer that I know. You know what I mean? Like, he's like in his uh, mid fifties, uh, maybe late sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, just that guy. Grew up on 007. Yeah. Be kind of into this bullshit. <clears throat> I'm gonna say something again to to bring up another piece of this mm-hmm. conversation. I think I do think. I was there for it, but I don't think it had to be as long as it was. Yeah, sure. I don't think it had to be. I agree. I well, actually I, agree. I wish this was a TV show. 100%. Six episodes of this oh, is I think, what I wanted. I yeah. think that it will be. Because, you know, he started recutting his movies in the miniseries. Yeah. He wants to do it with Django. Eight, he did it. And there was so much shit that was cut. Do you even see Tim Roth has a credit in the end that it says cut? Because Tim Roth was mm-hmm. going to be J. Sebring's butler. Um, and he, like... Uh, Wait, what character is butler? JC brings the, the Emil Hirsch. yeah Emil Hirsch's uh, uh, okay um and so there was even uh who the fuck is the guy from who is Cyclops in the original X Men James Marsden James Marsden. he was supposed to be Burt Reynolds um, oh. like dude there's a whole list of people somebody who's portraying Jack Nicholson somebody who's supposed to be uh, uh Meryl Streep like there's so much footage and I almost think I would have you could have trimmed the on like uh Rick Dalton on set a yeah, little bit I and agree you, and you could have trimmed the ranch sequence like you could have trimmed this movie by maybe ten minutes and I I really love the pacing of the ranch sequence though like it I felt so I do tense. I do like the ranch sequence mm-hmm. but I I would have liked a little to see replace that footage with a little bit more of a glimpse around Hollywood yeah I would have liked a little to, you I know. think that the the ranch thing was a little long for me because it ultimately led to nothing. And not necessarily nothing, because I did like where she was like, so you, you think everything's cool now? And he was like, not really. Like, which I find interesting that it's like, oh, they weren't like mm-hmm. beating him. And I liked, that was a very interesting scene to watch, to watch him yeah. try to get an answer and be like, and what happens if you upset her? And she, he was like, nothing. I just don't like yeah. to upset her. I love her. I mean, I love <laughs> and that. And you're like, interesting. The, I love <laughs> that the soundtrack to him going down the hall yeah. was the tell, was the mystery show she was watching on the TV. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was fucking sick. But interestingly enough, that sequence, it wasn't supposed to be Bruce Stern. It was supposed to be um, Burt Reynolds. Like for real Burt yeah, Reynolds? Yeah. yeah, before he died. That was who was cast. Um. And I think that, and I think that it, it, it would have been a little bit more significant because um, I know that the character of fucking uh, Rick Dalton is based on Burt Reynolds and mm. his stuntman. 
Cliff mm. is based on Barone. Sure. So like, so like, sure, the, yeah, it was it meant to be. Yeah, yeah, there was supposed to be something more to that than. I do think hmm. that it's like you know, but you have all these hippies going. He's he's napping. It's his. Uh, it, it's his nap time. Yeah. It's like, well, then why are you guys being so shifty? He's really snap. He's really. He actually isn't. Yeah. He's taking a nap. No re- and, and it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Like I know it's a movie. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I had that is, reaction too, where yes. you look back on that. Scene. Like if I watch it again, I'm gonna be like, the sure. fuck is wrong with you guys? And I guess. Uh, <laughs> he I guess always has. Because you could those. make the point of, oh, how Hollywood. Like you know, to to give you this tense of tension. Oh, okay. But then uh-huh. it's, but you were just you know you're spooked for a little bit. I guess there's also. But, I mean, the they, point. they know that. They're kind of taking advantage of the right. man and living for free on his lot, and that's what I was yeah, going to say. Too. I think that they're, they, they're they are nervous, ordering them to fuck him. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> sick order, I guess. Yeah. That's fucking <laughs> fuck this old man so we can live in cowboy town. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. I think that was the original title, actually. For like, are you movie. sure that this guy's God? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, do you have anything else we want to touch on in this? We would get out of here. Um, Where are we at, Nick? Okay, oh. we, we could still do more. Okay, we could still do more. Um, I thought it was cool the like real details from the from like the events that mm-hmm. were in it, like the line about I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's business. Mm-hmm. Uh that was something that they really said sure in the other house, of course. And um <laughs> the thing the realization that she had in the car about um we grew up on gun smoke and everything and they taught us to kill and now we need to kill the people who taught us to kill. Right. That's something that one of those girls said in court. Sure. Later. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, I just, I bet there's way more of that, that I didn't catch. I mean, I just did like a quick wiki Wikipedia. You know, it is fascinating that this, and I'm sh- positive. It's not a coincidence, obviously, but that that's what he, like he picked focusing on that at all. And you're right that it is like it's just another folded layer into his meta narrative running through this of like that he has been accused even a little bit just by me earlier in this podcast of like inspiring a violent viewpoint or whatever. And it is sort of him making the the kids like a joke is a little bit him being like this is stupid. Yeah. It's dumb if you think this. Yes. If you think, if you're watching TV shows and movies and you're like, and it's inspiring you to be real life violent, you're an idiot and you deserve to have dog cans break your nose. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Break your skull. I guess, yeah. I guess that is really what he's saying. Um, and and what's that, that famous line of like, but why all the violence? Because it's so much it's fun, Jan. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love that fucking interview. <laughs> I know you're talking. I can't. Yeah. I can't he's, picture. He's not well. Um, he, he's, he's not, not, not no, because well. because she's like she was like Quentin. Did you really tell mothers to take their nine year old daughters to see Kill Bill? He's like, of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you think that <laughs> nine? I think yeah. I mean, uh, look, he's definitely got a weird view on women. Um, and so I, I do want to talk about the violence in that scene because that is something that people brought up. Is like that that you know a majority of the attackers were women. So when Brad Pitt is d- destroying them, yeah, it's a little bit, her face you know, it's a little the, gleeful. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't think I see because I think that he's play, he's very violent a lot of times across the board with men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he does enjoy bashing that woman's face in a little bit too much, but I, I think that there's a layer to it that I think is above gender, and I think it is just like destroying these fucking awful psychos yeah, that came. It's what they represent, evil yeah. murderers, and yeah. They were women in the thing that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. well, no, I mean... some men to make the movie more powerful? Well, I, sure. well I think that... That's, the re- that's not what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I'm saying that, like, 
when he kills, so the, the guy gets killed, he gets his face smashed in, and he gets attacked by a dog, gets dick bit by a dog. But the one girl gets fucking dragged around the room by her arm. The dog makes her stab herself. Dick bit. Uh, she falls through a glass thing, you know, dick or, or, yeah, also the hits the thing and then and burns to death. <laughs> That's and, good. And yeah. the other one, he like bashes on literally every possible open surface in the room until yeah. he's done, until he looks at her and throws her to the ground. But but what I think what that really is, I think the reason why that is so over the top, and, and it's supposed to be cathartic because what that what that killing represented was the end of an era yeah, like it sure. really it's yeah. the, he what those characters are like raging against what would be the death of what this movie sees is like the death of innocence right, right. so it's i think it's i don't yeah like I, I i hear the criticism of like okay he went really hard on the women but like i think the the point is it doesn't matter like no one's trying to say again that's the problem with like i feel like these conversations are sometimes hard to have because it does inspire you to go well what did you want yeah him to do and i don't think it's even what did you want him to do it's more just like there needs to be an acknowledgement that realistically watching big strong brad pitt slam a woman's face i, I know it's funny and it's I, insane I'm, I'm not gonna lie i definitely got a sense of satisfaction it was, it was funny thing. it was we it was crazy we were yeah. all cheering which yeah. felt which like it felt like at first i felt weird and then i just like gave in and i was like no this is funny it's I'm home invasion fun. revenge fantasy you hope yeah. that when someone tries to come in and kill you you are able to just like bash their face into the wall and right, sure and win and hulk out. And it's I'm like strong. Of course, I think that it's just again, no matter how you shake anything, we live on planet Earth where there is every there are things that exist outside of stories and blah blah blah. Right. And it's like I, I'm not even trying to say that this means that you change anything or do anything different, but it makes sense that people will watch certain things and go like, "Hoo!" Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think he also does like I do think that. That's part, I don't know. Like, I think that that's baked into it a little bit. He is, he also knows that, like, when he's doing that stuff, it's creepy and weird. Like, though, even the way she keeps popping up. Yeah. And yes. Is disturbing. And I think disturbing. he, and I think it's disturbing on purpose. Yeah. He's sure. walking this interesting line. Yeah. yeah I, that really creeped me when she, like, was, like, was, like screaming and, yeah. like, chaotic body just trying to survive and well, that, I that's know, what dude, it, i found that so funny because it, the whole thing is just so comically and like and ridiculous and elevated to just a point of just sheer chaos and yeah. then the fact that her scream underlines the entire scene <laughs> him like it starts the whole thing when yeah. she charges him and then also is and even yeah. the way like the way it, the way it's edited <laughs> the, the cuts to her popping back up are like kind of yeah. like again it's yeah. it's doing like the italian horror movie thing it's like sloppy and we, which like makes right. it when you when it's that when it's clearly like because when the dog is shaking the one guy around, it's clearly a dummy. It's clearly not really him. Right. And that I think that makes the violence a little bit more palatable. I agree. I agree for sure. Dude, her burp flying out of the window, the back door, <laughs> yeah. and Leonardo DiCaprio going, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like so perfectly Because it was like you're sort of like waiting the, that entire sequence yeah. for that reaction specifically. Yeah. It was, I, I liked that part And then a lot. him immediately getting the flamethrower. Uh, people yeah. <laughs> It was so good. People yeah. screamed. So, so I personally, I didn't feel anything, any type of way about that scene. I was like, yes, kill the home invaders. This is very fine because we're elevated in this weird movie sense yeah. already. Um, mm -hmm. I do want to talk about Leo because it's funny how willing to look like an ass he is. And I, I love that yeah, about him. He's such yeah. a good actor and he's so funny because he's such a good actor. He's not a funny guy. Yeah. He's just like, a, he, he's so committed to this, just like um petulant man child. Yeah. Oh yeah. The scenes of him, um, scenes of him like in the trailer, all mad and drunk and, and like yeah. yelling and throwing shit Oh my around. God. Yeah. So cool. There's interesting little nuances. Does like, did you catch he has a stutter sometimes? He has yeah. like a nervous yeah, when he's like stutter. Yeah, when he's not yeah. acting, he sounds like a bitch. And then like when yeah. they show him in the scenes yeah. of the things he's shooting, he sounds fucking And it was cool. like, it was like when he's talking to authority or something, when he's like, 
Yeah. Because he doesn't uh-huh. do it yeah. with he doesn't do it with Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. Obviously. But when he's talking to the stunt guy, the stunt coordinator, and then when he's talking to But then at the end he doesn't have it when he's talking to the, the right. people. Because I guess he overcame whatever It's because he uh, took out I his flamethrower and fucking yeah. torch a woman <laughs> sure. in your private pool. Look at hippies aren't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Huge pop. That was Huge great. pop. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about too really quickly again from like Leo and Rick Dalton and that perspective and everything. I found it very very interesting that like in the movie we when he's on screen or when he's in one of his roles, it didn't shy away from showing us like the TV or the way that the footage actually looks from the show that he's in or whatever you know the opening titles from from Bounty Law. But then when he's on set acting, it, the movie just shoots the thing, right. it shoots the scene, and I I was like this is very interesting yeah, yeah it's awesome like it cuts as if the tv show was now the movie we're watching yes. in the, yeah, like with specific, the same camera specifically where he fucks up and they reset to one it's like they wouldn't do that it wouldn't look like that on the 60s tv show it wouldn't be shot like that on the 60s tv show right, like right. widescreen you, now right. you're in the movie i thought that um, was fascinating because cool. because you're from it's for him it's at you're, that moment he's like in the he's acting he's yep. there and you're and you're experiencing his the scene as doesn't yeah. feel weird and it also it also makes his fuck up re, like really oh, yeah. just like, oh you've completely like, destroyed oh, yeah you feel yeah. yeah you really do that's that's true i didn't think about that like just as the lead up to the fuck up you feel it more than if you were just watching like them yeah. shooting it mm-hmm. um i like that brad pitt may or may not have killed his wife i do enjoy that <laughs> yeah what is that I like about? That it, just, it just cut <laughs> away the it was one very scene. funny yeah. she's was, just being nasty on the boat and he has the the harpoon gun kind right. of pointed towards her right. and then it cuts away. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, what? Now you're not going to talk to me? And it happens so early yeah. in the movie that by the end you kind of forget and you yeah. just love him. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. is that why he doesn't work? Because he really doesn't have that arc not really touched on. Yeah. Because he just he just wants to be free. That's yeah. that's who he is. He, well, I guess he's the, the idea right? character. He just didn't, the implication right? is that then when Rick's career takes back he off, then he can afford him again. And then the... I don't think he... I don't think at this point... It kind of sounds like he made his peace that he's not going to be like a big stuntman. Yeah. So he just kind of likes his life. You know, he's he works for his buddy. And he yeah. Out. Yeah. He's so zen in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think I also I think probably part of what the things I'm bucking against sometimes are like why I'm worried about aligning with certain things that felt good in the movie is there may be like to, to open myself up a little bit oh, sure. to it but there may be like things that i'm ashamed that i liked to what like i liked to watch brad pitt pick a fight and win it yeah. like mm-hmm. you, do you know what i mean and like you just because it's just it is wish fulfillment and i think that that isn't i'm all for wish fulfillment i think that that's it's cathartic it's just, it's video games it's why it feels good you know to come, to, to yeah, come. To yeah. Come. <laughs> and but I think that I'm like I'm about to make a wish. <laughs> I think I'm about to fulfill my wish. <laughs> Fuck. I, I love to jack off to a shooting star. <laughs> well, that's what, that's star like you, you star come bright. and then you come and it goes off in the sky and makes a new star. Just ding. First star I see tonight. Yeah, you come right at eleven eleven, and yeah. suddenly you're just in a palace. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, dude, you have an eyelash. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, quick. quick sound, sound me with it. <laughs> sound me with an eyelash. What does it's that the mean? Oh, sounding? sounding? Yeah. Oh, Tim. Tim. What does that mean? When you know what sounding is. I don't know what sounding is. Stop acting like you know. Tim, you and I have both been through the deepest recesses of DeviantArt. Listen, man. <laughs> I think I've been out of the game so long. It's, it's when you stick something, anything, in the <laughs> hole of a man's penis. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to see that dialogue written down. Something, comma, anything. anything. <laughs> comma. It, there's no way you don't know what's. I assume you know what's happening. Like, you know what's called. I know what's called. It would be like going back to your hometown and going to like the diner you and all your friends. Went to. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, oh yeah, the, the old haunt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sounding. Every once in a while, I'd be like, hey, have you guys seen Cockmongler around here? And they'll be like, Cockmongler moved out ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we have new memes. This is uh. uh I don't know, like a ball that's Poland now. <laughs> I don't know what they do. I don't know. That's like an ancient meme now. I don't know what's. what's it gets to the there. point. Of I hear. The I, I'm do, sorry. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like so. It's. In, I had a weird thing of like because I do the 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 air of film boys who are annoying who like Quentin Tarantino is a thing that is not like lost on me. Yeah, sure. And it's and it's a. It's just I that, like to think they're a dying breed, but I just think that maybe I'm just not in school anymore. Yeah, I'm just exactly. I'm not in film school anymore. I'm not like around. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's but. like uh, it's like liking Metallica, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, true. Like a bunch yeah. of dumbasses like Metallica, but those first two records are good. <laughs> yeah, they're just good. It's true. It's Invader Zim, man. It is Invader <laughs> yeah. Zim. It's Rick, the Grateful Dead. Morty. Rick and Morty. You know, yeah. it's yeah. these things that Some have popular been things are very good. By the absolutely, and I'm, it's I've insane never clown posse. It's well, hang on, hold on, okay. This was fun, guys. I guess it's the Chimer Rouge. The Chimer Rouge. Any Pol Pot stands? It's been. It's it's just interesting when you know, you're very aware of maybe the cultural conversation and I'm trying to feel very aware of that and not fall into certain traps or not be part of quote unquote, a problem. Mm -hmm. And then when I watch, you know, Brad Pitt parkour yeah, up to a roof and fix a thing. Sure. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite thing to do. We talk about this on character all the time. Our favorite thing to do is watch movies about powerful men and be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do all that. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much. <laughs> what did you tweet the other day? That was like, I love watching. Uh, what did you say? I love watching Taxi Driver, but I wish he was oh, more. Yeah. I, I think the movie would be better if he was portrayed more morally complicated. But yeah. you know, Scorsese chose to portray him unequivocally as the hero. Yeah. And we, we have a you know we have a thing in the group chat where we say Robert De Niro has only ever played the hero. <laughs> think about it. You always say Cape Fear. He's always yeah, right. <laughs> the intern. Yeah. What yeah. Was, you know, the wizard of lies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, oh in the title, God. you can tell he's the a good wizard guy. Of lies. Yeah. Wizards are good, man. Okay, I've seen the Potters. Sucks. That guy sucks. Oh, I, I, Bernie I, I Madoff? Would know. I want to wage, wage a personal war against Sam Levinson. I, maybe, maybe I should. Oh, do dude, that. Sam Levinson? Yeah, the wizard oh, of lies was his that. first movie. Oh. I just have, I've seen uh, all of his things because I do not like him. Euphoria is real bad, right? Uh, we, we talk about this guy a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah. like him. Uh, I think he, he has a really nasty worldview, and I think that um, he's bad for the teens. We talked about it on the on the bonus. Listen I mean, to the bonus. Well, no, but this is interesting. We got to defend the teens. Someone who's arguably, like you could say that maybe the content in the Sam Levinson thing is, is similar to what's in the here. In yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. Exploitative, yeah. uh, larger than life. But you can tell the, the self-awareness is not that. You yeah, know what sure. I mean? Yeah. It's, it's he's very much packaging this for the audience to show you a horror show. He's not like, um, there, there's no distance between it. He takes it seriously. And Tarantino yeah. is all about having, he's yeah. like, this is fun. I yeah. want you to have fun. Like Assassination yeah. Nation is, I mean, it's not really trying to be a Tarantino movie, but I guess towards the end, like when they're all wearing, did you see this movie? No. It, it was such a I good, heard about whatever. It. it was a bit, at, towards the end of the movie, um, 
the idea is that they have been leaking nudes of everybody in the town, which they are not. It's like some, somebody's accusing them of it. Uh, and so the whole town goes crazy and wants to kill these four girls. Like martial laws and defense, like town, everything falls apart because everyone's reputation falls apart. Which is like, okay, in theory, not like a terrible idea for <laughs> yeah. a thing. But they're all like wearing these long uh, rubber red coats from this weird niche Japanese like uh, rape yep. revenge movie where they go around and they're like killing racists right. and, and like people trying to kill trans people. They're going and killing them too. It's like, yeah, this is Quentin Tarantino light. You know what it's, I mean? Yeah, it's Diet Kill Bill. It's extremely Diet yeah, it's Kill junior. Bill. And it's extremely honest, yeah. like wearing what it's about on its sleeve. And and in its own way seems, um, you know, less genuine because of that. Because mm-hmm. it's very, you know, clearly well, aware of what its influence is. Well, it's weird because like, Tarantino is... is his influences are like vast and, and esoteric and all that. And then it's weird, like when you make a copy of a copy where people's influences sure, right. are Tarantino, yeah. it's like you you are completely missing the ingredients. The Nickelback or Nickelback mm-hmm. loves the Pixies. And they love, or they love, you know, <laughs> or no, no, no. Yeah. Well, it's Nirvana loved the Pixies. Right. And Nickelback loved Nirvana. Yeah. And that, and I wanna, we're there. I want to bake a cake, but I don't have any eggs or flour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm but just going to use cake. I have an old cake that I'm going <laughs> to put back in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Anyway, um, do we have more stuff that we want to? Oh, we should just play the games. Get out of here. We we filled time. Yeah. Any? any uh, we're good. Yeah. Do you have any final, final thoughts, thoughts on the movie all around the table? I, I thought it was good. Yeah. And I think everything it was saying was good. Okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> perfect. Fair enough. Um, I think it's of it's definitely of the last four films he's released. I think it's pretty good. I don't know if it's I like I have to see it. I want to see it again. I'm seeing it again today. I like it. It left me with a good feeling. Parts in the middle rubbed me weird, but overall, go see it. Sure. Yeah, I liked it. I like that. Um, I like the alt history thing. I like the way it weaves it all together. Uh, it, this movie's all texture. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can sit through this again in the theaters. Just to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. I think maybe this is just going to be a watch when it ends up on TV. Uh, you, you disagree with some of the politics in the movie, but it, it is just such like a like an extreme escalated version of what it, what it's talking about uh, of just like reflecting on Hollywood. Like Brad Pitt fights. Bruce Lee and wins. You know what I mean? Like it's that's great. Yeah, that kind of that that kind of captures and the I, entire theme yeah. of the movie. Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't know historically. Like, did he have like bad opinions like that? Like, was he saying shit like that? And then this was sort of also a like. Sure. A I think sm- that I is think, a quote. I think they do ask if you fought Cassius Clay, what would happen? I'd make him a cripple, Bru- which uh, you, could happen. <laughs> I mean, Bruce Lee is a fucking tough guy. Uh, he, Bruce Lee was. I think he was known for being kind of cocky. You sure. All right, I yeah. see. I mean, he's literally the greatest martial artist of all time and was like at the time was the greatest martial artist of all time and like still is considered the greatest. Mm-hmm. Martial. You know, it's like it's like Jordan is cocky. Yeah, because he's like, he's because he's fucking Michael Jordan. I'm yeah, sorry. He was Bruce like kind of nuts, too, though. Like, I'm sure. Part of the reason that he died, he like Botox his armpits. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't want to sweat. It was mm-hmm. like, dude, it, Bruce Lee. Yeah, he was a little nutty, but uh, sure. What's your final thoughts? My final thoughts are. I don't think. Again, favorite Quentin Tarantino movie by sheer um, pleasantness of the happy ending, and sure. it, I, I do think it meandered too much. To be honest, I, I don't. I think it, it stops me from maybe going to see it again or even like putting it on again anytime soon. Sure, but uh, it lives fondly in my mind. Uh, I also think as long as people aren't crying for like a philosophical change in the way that he makes stuff, I think it's fair. These. Uh, not even rubbing the wrong way, but like to, f- to understand that, yes, like Brad Pitt, best, strongest white man mm-hmm. getting away with everything and doing everything and teenagers want to fuck him. And like there, th- I, I say the word, there's a danger. I say that very like hesitantly, sure. but Imagine. like, you know, we're, 
we're learning there were of a time and things and perspectives are changing and it's good to yeah. keep an eye on things and yeah, I, see, I, I see what you mean. I, making I, sense. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's a fair, I think it's a fair point. Um, I think Quentin Tarantino would say like, I'm not the guy to do that. I think there's plenty of people doing that, but I'm going to do those things about the things that I want to do, which is that's just fair. like a thing I mean, that I think that that's just going to exist for a while longer mm-hmm. of that perspective. And maybe that perspective will come back again, but it is, it is it in vogue even... to do, um, to do something that's not. Well, this is where we're at the weird, what's the juncture of perspective and like privilege or perspective, like it's his perspective, but he's doing something like where that's that thing of like, well, that's just my opinion. You know, you can't be mad at me for my opinion. And that's like mm. technically true. But then where does, what's the line of like, yeah, but we can be mad at you. Like, he, sure. Sure. Right. I guess I'm not, I'm not arguing for any, I don't know. I guess I'm not really arguing for anything. I just want to, I'm trying to mediate that. Like, I think it's fair when things like that make people feel weird or it's fair to make a point of like, this maybe causes harm or is a, is perpetuating something that doesn't need to be perpetuated. But then on the same hand, it's like, yeah, but you know, it's a, fucking movie. It's a movie and yeah. it's a person who wants to make the movie they want to make. And, and I also think that baked into this movie is him acknowledging that, like we're moving past him a little bit. And that's also why he's probably, I mean, yeah, I do, I think he's going to retire after this sure, next movie. Like that's, that's true. I think he sees his own expiration date, dude. I think he does. Yeah, and That's I, fair. I guess I'm not the, even calling for him to stop. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. Call from a call for a new perspective, and this is something that. But that's that's entirely the point, right? I think all like I'm saying is it's dominated Hollywood in the '60s. It's allowed that people complain about it, sure. and it's allowed that people yeah. are like, I don't yeah, think I it's anything's I mean, wrong. Valid with it. points on all sides. Yeah. But, uh, the uncancelable Quentin keeps <laughs> he will keeps never. continuing as he falls directly in the perfect Venn diagram of artistry and scary opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> this is predictive text movie review. Okay. okay. So you're taking the name of the movie, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood? Yes, the dot 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 is after in, right? Yeah. It's a reference to Once Upon a Time in the Revolution. Yes, any text. And using your phone's predictive text, uh, uh, you use your phone's predictive text uh, to make a review or, is that what this is? Is this the sequel or the review? This is the review. You use your phone's predictive text to make a, uh, a review of the film. You can you choose any of the three options. Uh, you can use as much punctuation as you want until it's a complete thought. Okay. Mine was extremely apt. Okay, cool. Brennan, start it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the night that I had to come back in my room and then I got to say hello and hello to my dad. Good. <laughs> it's kind of sweet. Brought you and your dad together. Hey, dad, saw a movie thought you'd like. Uh, Nick, what's yours? This is sad. This shows you how much I'm at my fucking job. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my morning shift or something else to do tomorrow morning and then I can have some work done. Green check emoji. <laughs> Fuck. Cool. Dumb. All right. You ready for this? Yes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hell, I want to just like you. Like I want to. I'm sorry I didn't mean to be a weird person, but I'm not sure if you have any idea what you want. I think it's just a good idea. I'm so glad you got to me. (laughs) What the fuck? Isn't that a letter to Quentin Tarantino? (laughs) (laughs) Like he reached out to you. Hey, listen. Uh, Mine is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Bowl of ice cream. It's not just a thing to me. <laughs> it's not just a thing to me. It's arts. <laughs> good. There you go. I like it. Cool. 
Great. And we'll just, uh, we have some predictive text uh, from the audience. Oh, yeah. A couple. I want to see these. Um, Can I tell you, I love going into the beef discord and talking about climate change. I appreciate, I appreciate that. We love Do the, you we actually? Love, no, seriously. I, I like all the conversation that happens in the beef discord. It's a lot of fun. Um, I like to, to take their money. <laughs> and Patreon. Uh, hey, okay, so we're going to read some of the uh, user-submitted predictive texts. What do we got? Mm, James Willis mm-hmm. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hell, I want to see how lovely it looks, and then I'm going to stop by the cinema and see if we can get together for dinner tonight. Ha-ha. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Wait, why? Thanks, James. Is the iPhone the follow-up to Hollywood hell? I don't know. Because I mean, mine <laughs> did that, too. That, like, look, I get it. <laughs> Samuel says, once upon a time in Hollywood is the same as the ice cream sailor. And I've been trying to get in touch with the guy. <laughs> as to who? Oh, the ice cream sailor. Nick's, Nick's cryptid little brain is oh, very <laughs> The ice cream sailor. This is sailor. the first time here. I feel like the idea yeah. is like in a dinghy, like too far off dock, like ice cream. You're like waving like, here, here, I'm trying to. You kids cream. haven't heard of the ice cream sailor of Newark? <laughs> Newark. There is no dock at Newark. <laughs> yeah, that's why, the, Jim, that's why it's so darn sure. spooky. <laughs> um, okay, JWKL. Once upon a time in Hollywood always is the one time we can get together and then go see the movie again for sure. If it's not good, then I'll go back home and get some food. Perfect. True. Wonderful. Wow. Honest. Coach, once upon a time in Hollywood. This morning I got to get to the next video games and anime for the fans, and then I have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that Quentin? For for some reason, every time this just processes as like people talking about their errands. Yeah, well, some movies just don't tee up sure. like a thought at all. It just and we get, got a, a Ansem eleven nine. Once upon a time in Hollywood was the best way for you and me to see how much you love the universe. I guess I love you. <laughs> Great, thank you guys. Thank you, Coward Hour. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Please check them out on the Hard, on the Hard Times, Times Podcast Network. Yeah, and, and give, support the Hard Times Patreon because uh, we will have in I think like hopefully the next coming months we're gonna have like Coward Hour merch. So if you guys want like a Woo! Coward Hour T-shirt or like a phone yeah. case merch, that'll be coming uh, your way. Well, let them listen to the show. My work out and some then bonus they can episodes. buy. No, no, sure. just just support. Don't listen to the show. Yeah. Just support <laughs> us. And this is a, Look, this is a tax scheme. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's no podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. It's great to have you guys on. Uh, before you go there, please go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash reasonablebeef. Give what you can. Uh, we changed it. Now it's $5 more. It gives you all four bonus episodes. Any amount of money gives you the one bonus episode. That's how it works now. Oh, wow. Thank you, guys. Thanks for submitting your predictive text. Please keep doing that. Uh, at reasonablebeef on Twitter. And we also have the Discord there. Uh, it's on, click the link. Join the community. It's fun. Everyone's having a good time. Tom, you have anything? Oh, we got a movie coming out with um, that I'm in. Yeah. It's got uh, L. Mills and Shannon's in it and other people. The guy from, from Star Kids in it. And they all love they all love him in the Discord. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're all he's, about him. Yeah. He's good. Tell them about it. Please pitch. Uh it's called See Through. Uh-huh. You can go on igg.me slash at slash see through to go on Indiegogo. And if you we hit the goal already, which was awesome, but if you see perks on there that you think are cool, there's like a one where I think it's twenty five dollars and you can watch us the whole shoot. We're gonna like live stream the entire shoot. Damn it. What do you mean? I can't do that. Yes you can, dude. It's just gonna be off in the corner. Audio or video? Both. Both. It's just gonna be like you're on set. This is exciting. I can't wait to be on a fucking live stream. Be on set. It's just you're gonna be on set anyway. So I would hope that 
but it's just, you know what I do on set. <laughs> <laughs> you know the songs I sing on set. <laughs> the people must know. Sucked Tim. on my dick, I'm a drunken sailor. Like, oh, are we kidding? Okay, Tim, let's go. If you've read the script, you would under, you've, you know that our characters are introduced walking upstairs, drunk and singing something. Okay. If you think for one second that we are not singing penis and balls, yeah. you're out of your goddamn <laughs> okay, mind. All right, the people will know. Now we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like your QT signature, dude. <laughs> That's my through That's line. That's your That's feet, like my, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my, my <laughs> feet is dicks and balls. <laughs> Singing about dicks and balls. 